Uh, welcome to Church and Other Drugs. John's gonna order Taco Bell. I'm at Taco Bell. <clears throat> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna guess you okay. are a a um. You're gonna order it Fresca. I don't even know what that means. That's like yes, their. Mm, here we go. Um, can I have a number six uh, with no sour cream or tomatoes? Oh, gross. Ah. Beef. Ugh. It's not even real. <laughs> um. So number six with beef, no sour cream or tomatoes, and can I have a? Okay. Uh, the system went down. They suck. She's lying, dude. She just hates you. <laughs> she is fully lying to you right now. I'm fully really hungry. I'll tell you that. Why Taco Bell? You're Mexican, dude. Isn't that like offensive? I'm in Orangeburg, South Carolina at the moment. I don't oh, have a slew of bro, options. Oh, you're an Oberg murder capital, son. Yeah, boy. Is it still, wasn't it at one point the highest murder per capita? What, in South Carolina? No, like in the country. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it was at one point. I'm pretty sure. Per capita, because um, it's a small. It's a really small town. I'm going to check that. Yep. I'm sure our listeners love this. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, so I got a good <laughs> idea. I'm sure they do. Everyone's. You know how many emails I get, and they're like, if John was at Taco Bell, what would he order? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody guessed Chalupa Supreme. I was going to guess Chalupa. Is that what you got? Yeah, Chalupas. I was totally going to guess Chalupa. I thought you were going to be Fresca. Fresca? I don't know what's Fresca. That's like their um, keto or like uh, their healthy option. Ugh. Why would you go to Taco Bell and then order a healthy option? Because somebody did a write-up about how if you order it right, Taco Bell is like the healthy, it's like a legit health food option. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Well, you got beef. That defeats that's your, the whole purpose. That's your first fucking mistake, dude. Beef is disgusting <laughs> there. It's so gross. Every time I, I order Taco Bell, I stopped ordering it when my burrito was, a, it was like a smoothie. Ew, what? That's what I'm saying, dude. It was just liquid. Like, there was no... Oh, I don't get a burrito. Ugh. Yeah. Gross, and it's hit or miss, too, because, like, the chalupas can be, like, super dope or, like, stale. You know? Totally yes, hit or miss. But, again, my options are limited, okay? Well, I'm sure they got a KFC. I'm so, actually staring at a KFC right so now I read from awesome, the drive-thru at Taco Bell. I read an awesome article. I don't know if it was in South Africa, but it said South African man got arrested for <laughs> eating free KFC for a year because he told them that he was from corporate and he was like a taste uh, supervisor. Shut the fuck yeah, dude. Up. Give That's that man a medal. Incredible. Don't arrest Duh. him. <laughs> you need to hire that man, dude. He's going incredible. places. Incredible. Oh, Lord. He's so, brilliant. I figured what would be interesting to talk about because I was going to call you for that advice anyway. Well, I guess I'm not getting Taco Bell. I'm just leaving now. Yeah, dude. If if your system's down, that's that's the hint of, like, move on. <laughs> I'll just here. have to stop somewhere along the way. That's Got an hour and a half reside. To where? Back to my house. Oh, where are you coming from? Orangeburg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Orangeburg. Was that the destination? <clears throat> What's in Orangeburg? A client. 
client's oh, okay. uh, corp- corporate office. They have 12 locations. That makes you sound like a prostitute. What, a client that um, I'm going I'm, to meet a client? Yeah, I'm leaving my client's house. <laughs> um, I want to meet a trick. Yeah, and they are uh, called Johns. So anyway. Hey! All right, so what I was going to ask you, so I have uh-huh. a new sponsee for the first okay. time in a long time. Which Right. Uh, um. Because you can't give away something you don't have. Yeah, totally. You know, and uh-huh. it was it was it was brought to me. <laughs> oh, I get it. Fuck you. A <laughs> <laughs> um, a joke. Ayo. Yeah, that was good. Um, uh-huh. No, it was brought to me. Someone, you know, was like, "Hey, are you sponsoring? I got this guy. I think it'd be perfect." And it's like, "Okay, what okay. are you gonna say no?" Cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you can't. You can't say no. So I was interested as to. I mean, I know what I've been doing, but it's been a while, so maybe it's time to shake things up. So I was just gonna see, like, so what? How do you sponsor your guys? And I guess for the purposes of this, just talking like intro and like one steps one through four, and it might be a cool little inside look at like what even is sponsoring. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that go. That, that's a really so get, okay. large answer. Well, well, so then break it down into like let's say okay. the first three times you meet with them. Okay, first time um, we go on a first date. Right, well, and I that's guess, really go ahead. Yeah, and I guess go ahead and just give a brief like. So, what what are we even talking about? Right. What is sponsorship? Right. So, sponsorship is in essence when someone uh, who has been sober for longer than someone else takes them through the twelve steps um, of a in a twelve step program. And for for me, it's AA. Right. That's the that's my program of choice. So. Um, so the first time someone usually like meekly comes up and asks you, will you be my sponsor at the end of a meeting and they're new and they're fresh and they are like scared shitless. Um, and they're like, you know, maybe 24 hours off, off of a drink or whatever the case is. So I say, um, maybe you say, maybe, uh, yeah, I say, maybe I ask a lot of the people that I sponsor. Oh. So, um, what, let's do this. Let's go get a cup of coffee and I'll, and I'll let you know like what, what being sponsored by me looks like. And you can tell me if you're, if you're up for that. Yep. And if you are, then yeah, too. cool. Yeah. So we go out get a cup of coffee and I like lay it all out. Right. And, um, do you pay for them the first time? Um, maybe it depends on like who gets there first, really. Mm. I'll pay for people. I, some people have weirdness about that. Um, really? I paid. Yeah, I paid for this one. Yeah. Some people like uh, my I just know one guy in particular who has a ton of time sober and it's very, very active in general service, which is like a organizationally service um, who split, who will not pay for any of his sponsees stuff and won't let his sponsees pay for any of his stuff. Um, and doesn't want to, he like cites something in one of the traditions and doesn't want to mix, oh, that's hardcore. mix that. Yeah. It's pretty hardcore, but I don't, I mean like, I'm just not tripping on it. So like, right, 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 right. What is, uh, my sponsees have paid for some of my stuff too. Before. I mean, we're like, we're friends now too. So like, that's just, you know, what friends do. Um, so, okay. So, for, so what do you ask okay. of them? So a handful of things. Um, I tell them first I sponsor directly out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, if you hear me tell, tell, say my opinion, it is nothing but that an opinion. 
Um, and I will tell you, this is my opinion. The way that I sponsor um, is to take you through the actions that are outlined in the big book, in the, the big blue book titled Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and this is what I'm going to ask you to do. You need to call me every day for a while, right? This is, and I tell people why. I'm not just one of those sponsors that's like, do this, don't ask questions. Like, I tell people why, because I needed to know that, right? Like, like I needed to know why. Um, Call me every day, um, and this is so that we can get to know each other and so that you can um, be accountable for the first time probably ever in your life, right? So even if it's just to say, fuck you, whatever, just call me every day for a while. And that's not going to be forever. <laughs> I would love if he called you. Hey, call man, me every day. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So call me every day. Um, wake up every morning and pray. Even if you don't believe in it, you need to pray whatever. Spirit of the universe, God, I don't give a shit what you call it. But pray um, that you don't take a drink today, right? Help me not take, take a drink today. Um, what else? Go to me. I do have people go to 90 meetings in 90 days. Um, and so that's so that other people can get to know them and they can start being accountable to other people okay. for the first time in their lives. Right. Um, and you're just going to hear a ton of stuff that you need to hear. Um, what's the, I feel like I'm missing some stuff. Well, the thing that I always end with is, especially with young guys is, um, hard and fast, no sleeping with newcomers. Mm, um, yeah. So like, I'm not going to be your Dr. Phil relationship guru, right? Yep. Um, you can ask me my opinion on things and I'll give it around relationships and women if you want. Um, but I do have a hard and fast, no sleeping with newcomers. Uh, there's 12 step programs have to be a safe place and both newcomer men, um, and women come in really fucking damaged. Mm-hmm. And, um, and to make it a safe place, like you're not going just to chase, you're not going to these meetings just to chase tail. It's about saving your life totally. and you, and these women uh, don't need you in their lives. I promise. <laughs> but you don't know me, man. Um, <laughs> I'm a really good yeah, guy. That, that's pretty much. And yeah, so that, I told him, I was like, and this is, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was right or wrong, but I told, yeah. So I was like, um, uh, I was like, you know, I do, I have time limitations, so we're going to pick a time every week. Um, we're going to do that. Uh, yeah. You're, you're gonna I come, did that for a while. Yep. You're going to yep. come to my sponsorship lines, big book study, Wednesday nights, non-negotiable. Yep. Um, and this oh, is, yeah. this, this we is, have a, uh, we have a monthly dinner at my house for my sponsees and my wife's sponsees. That's awesome. And, yeah. and this was, um, um, and this is a, a good old fresh one, like no car. So I got to give them rides everywhere. Nice. So I know, I know, dude. <laughs> Time to fucking, you know, do some service That's work. service, yep. Totally. Yep. Um, and I was like, you know, I am, if you, I was like, I, I, I'm, a, I don't, basically I was like, you're going to need to believe in some sort of higher power. Or this is just not going to work. Um, hmm. Yeah, you hit him I, with that out the rip, huh? Well, I did. Well, I asked him, "What are your thoughts on it?" I, but okay. I didn't. I was like, you know, so where are you at with higher power and stuff? And he was like, "Spirit, right. spirit of the universe." And I was like, "Okay, okay, cool. That's yeah, cool. We can, we work, can with work with that." Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "It's gonna be, you know, um, I have, 
I guess it's just personal. Like I've sponsored atheists before. It's just been my experience that if you don't do the spiritual parts of the program, it's not. Well, the whole program is spiritual parts. Th- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that, that's kind of <laughs> what I was getting at. Thing. And I was like, look, yeah. you know, this, this is what I believe. I'm not going to push that on you at all, but I'm going to ask you to like pray. And, you know, we're going to have to do the prayers in the book. And if you're weird about yeah. that, then it's not going to work out. Totally. Um, yep. And then uh, I was I'm like, currently and passing a giant billboard that says beat the addiction methadone $15 <laughs> for 30 day supply. Oh, Straight. damn, son. That's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, boy. What's the number? that's really cheap good grief they're competing with the boxing now um and then i was like and you're gonna have to sponsor people when you're when we're done yep yeah so i love that that. i love that so we're we're on that and then so i don't hard push i don't hard push people to sponsor um i i do push them to sponsor uh but i found that like some people, that's not how they are. That's not how they carry the message of Alcoholics Anonymous necessarily, and that's not how they're of service. Um, so as long as those two requirements are being met, meaning you're carrying the message to new guys, and you're being of service, like that's cool. Some I have one guy specifically that like doesn't hasn't sponsored anyone, and. Um, and I don't know that he would make a good sponsor, if I can be honest. Okay. So well, hmm, that's interesting. So yeah. and then so so give me give me okay, then day two. Give me the second day you meet with him. Well, first of all, if they don't call me, mm. I I ain't calling. Yeah. Yeah, so that, me too. I'm not I'm not chasing anybody to save your life. Um so there's some like we learn also how to do what we say we're going to do when we're newly sober. And so like, I have some pretty people can stand me up one time and then they're fired. So they get one. And then if they do it again, they're fired. That's right. That's right. You're fired. Not, not calling is a little bit different, but like if we have a meeting and like you, you text me an hour before, and say, hey, I'm not going to make it. Unless it's like you have to go to the hospital, like a legitimate ass reason. Um, then, you know, whatever. If it's, oh, I double booked or, oh, and now I have this guy coming to my house to do handyman work. So I'm not going to be able to make it. It's that's like, well, you. you fucking scheduled that. So, yeah, that's on you. So you do that one time. And then that's a wrap. Well, and, uh, and actually, let me... um. Let's save a uh, day two for after the interview, but I want to bring on um, Jeremy, whoop, whoop. Jeremy, the vocalist for Earth Groans, which John, you want to ah. redo your joke about the band Earth Groans? The, the, I'll, I'll give you some Earth Groans. There you go. There it is. There's the hey. number one. Uh, I'm sure they've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you even know what that's from? Can you guess what that's from? No. It's no the, idea. the Bible verse, like where the whole earth groans in anticipation of your return. That's equally as sexy as my comment. I guess it kind of is. Like, oh, <laughs> God, when are you coming back? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, boy. Every day we fall farther from God's light. Um, it's true. But I met I it's met true. Jeremy the other night in New Orleans at their at their show. He's a real cool guy. He's got the best mustache I've ever seen. Um, so 
yeah, let's hear let's hear what he has to say. And Miriam, I hope that was a good enough introduction. My mom has made certain that I introduce our guests, so there we go, <laughs> mom. <laughs> Peaky Blinders, you look just like the guy from Peaky Blinders. And I was like, I went and checked. I was like, I the guy has a mustache, but that's yeah, it. That, that's where like, the similarity. We both have mustache. That's the only similarity. How, how often uh, do the interviews start with? So tell me about your mustache, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say at least fifty percent of the time. Which, which, from a marketing standpoint, I mean. It's my branding, baby. That's what I'm saying. It's genius. I, didn't, I got a tip yeah, for I didn't. I didn't really plan on it. It just kind of happened. I uh, So it all started like this was I – didn't, I didn't come out of the womb with a mustache. I know it's hard <laughs> to believe. But um, so like two years ago when uh, we were just uh, – we started touring DIY and, and uh, my bandmates were, were telling me before a tour, they're like, dude, you should grow a mustache for this tour. And I was like, no, I don't want to be creepy. I want people to take me seriously because I had never grown facial hair my whole life. Um, and But they're like, dude, you should do it just for this tour. And they kept bugging me about it. And then so I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it for one tour. That's it. So I went the whole tour and I didn't shave. And I got home from tour Everyone's like, dude, you look really good with a mustache. <laughs> yeah. So, and I was like, well, if I'm gonna grow a mustache, I'm gonna freaking grow a mustache. Yeah. So I just went all out, and that's that's where it that's, is now. I, I rocked it for a little so bit, weird. strictly because I can't grow like I grow a natural goatee, and that's about it. Nothing, nothing yeah. happening on the sides there. And so one yeah. day I was like, oh, I'm gonna just do a mustache for for. For, for a goof, you know, for laughs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yep. And uh, the weird thing is is um, I don't have a red hair on my entire body except for my mustache is just like so red. That is but weird. It's super weird. And I, nobody in my family has red hair. So I don't know where, where it you, comes from. I, but... I mean, are you of Irish descent? No, I'm like 99% German. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. Okay, yeah, Schaefer, I should have known that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like a quarter German, I believe. Grandma was full. Are you yeah. so like 99, like when did your family move here? 
I don't know. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> no, I, I have no idea. I like. Um, I meant like, are your parents like German? Like from Germany? German? No, they're okay. not. No, um, everybody, but both sides of my family are very German descent. Uh, gotcha. I think my mom has a tad bit of Norwegian. Gotcha. Just very, very, ever so slightly. That's where I get my my Vikingish features yes. I from her. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've covered mustache and genetic descent, uh, it was good talking yeah. to you, man. Thanks. We'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah. uh, so nice why you. why South Dakota? And if sell me on South Dakota, sell you on South Dakota. Well, not that many people live here. So if you don't like people, it's kind of an okay place to be. What city uh, do you live in? I live in a town called – I don't even live in a city. I live oh, in a, a, a town of 800 people. 890. Don't cut it short. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, 890 people. I'd say 80% of the population is in their 70s. Um, but uh, it has uh, two gas stations and a grocery store. How long have you lived there? Your whole life? So I grew up about 20 miles from here, but I went to high school here. And Jeez. yeah, so I went to high school here and then I went to college. And after college, I came back here. I knew that I wanted to do music and uh, recording stuff, uh, recording studio. That's that's what I do for my normal job quotes. Um, but so I had a recording studio set up in my brother's house. And so out of college, I came back and I'm like, okay, I know I want to do recording and I know I want to tour, but I don't know how to make that happen, like financially. Sure. So I came back from college and I was recording out of my brother's house still and I was just working a part-time job while I was trying to figure out what to do. What did you major in? uh, Audio recording, so studio stuff, yeah. Um, it was just an associate's degree at a, like a community college, so nothing hey like yeah, still counts. What else, dude? Yeah. Freaking put it on the refrigerator. <laughs> That's mom. what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so yeah, I I was working and and my boss at the time was like, hey, uh, there's a really big building down the street um, that's been on the market for at least three years that I bet you could get a really good deal on. And I was like, no, I do not want to live here. I, I want to move to a big city somewhere else. I don't want to live in South Dakota. And uh, time kept going by, and he's like, you know, I really think you should go check it out. And Because we talked about it a lot, like what I was going to do. And um, But anyway, so I finally gave in, and I, I went and I came to this the place here. And I looked around, and it, it's an old apartment complex. It was, it was a five-plex, one single-story you know, each apartment is side by side by side. Mm-hmm. And after after uh, the guy showing me around, I was like, okay, yeah, I could see how this could potentially work. There's a lot of space. Uh, and then he was like, then he told me how much it, that he wanted for it. And I was like, oh, frick. Um, he, he only wanted like 20000 for it. For a, and it, f- a five-plex apartment? Yeah, compound? like five 5,000 square feet. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, so I was like, oh, dang, that is really... And this is back 10 years ago when the market was garbage. Yeah. The housing market was totally garbage. Um, so I, I was like, 
started thinking seriously uh, and I was like, man, for me to go to even like Omaha, Nebraska, which is still in the Midwest, still has decently cheap housing markets. Like for me to get a building of that size or anything like for me to work in is going to be 200 grand. Oh yeah. Easy. You know? So I did it. I don't know. I just, uh, I was like, well, it's a good place for me to start and you know, I can always move on later in life, but it's honestly worked out really, really, really well in my, in my favor. So I have, I've been here 10 years now. So you and, live there too, naturally. Yep. 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 I, I have a, a photography studio in this building. I have a rent, a renter. I have my recording studio. I live here and I have a band suite for studio or for, uh, for band lodging when they come into the studio. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. I never... So here's here's the thing. I never made a single payment on this house because I always had a tenant, and they always paid my mortgage for me. Oh, dude! <laughs> so That's I pretty amazing. much got this. Yeah, I pretty much got the building for free, and I still have a tenant now, and my house is paid off. So it's works out really, really well for touring because I can leave and I'm still making money, yeah, making money in my sleep, that's, man. That's, that's, the, that's name the, the dream. Of the game. Yeah, that's yeah. What... People I mean, it's not, it's not a ton me. of money, but, but it, I mean, it's whatever, working it's out. Something. So, Mo- most yeah. of the times you're going to leave and you're going to be paying. Yes. So, okay. Uh, I will say this. I've, I've gained a new appreciation for this, this town when I started touring full time. Um, and I like, you know, we'd go out to LA and to Chicago and there's crime and there is no parking and everything is crazy expensive and it's there's traffic you come back here and it's like wow it's really quiet here yeah it's kind of nice and oh what i don't have to leave my door unlocked oh what yeah <laughs> you know it's it's just nice um it's nice it's really safe it's really quiet it's very peaceful and it's very cheap so well, and, and you that s- you, you seem relatively well-rounded as compared to the prototypical like country boy like what they, they say <laughs> curse words out there. What's going on? So, I mean, nah. like, you seem like you have a decent... I mean, I'm saying that, like, South Dakota is a different country. Yeah. But, hey, it is a... It's cold up there, man. I'm, dude, it's very cold. Very, very, today, dude, I... So, today is the first day that I've been home since from tour. I've only been home for a week from tour. But even before I got back, for the spring, it's, like, the first day that's actually in the 70s. Oh, God. We're already yeah. in the 90s here. Dude, We're already in the 90s. I believe it. Yeah. And like when, let's see, you're in what city again? Uh, I'm in Lafayette, Louisiana, which is about yeah. two hours yeah, north of yeah. New Orleans. Northwest or something. Yep. Um, I don't know if I told you this, but when we were, when we played that show, like a few days prior to that day, it had snowed like a foot here. That's ridiculous. It's yeah, too dude. cold, man. I can't do it. It's too cold. It's cold. Yeah. I can't do it. And that's every winter I ask myself, like I have a deep conversation between me, myself, and God. I'm like, why do I live here? God, that's get me out of here. Yeah. Because the I seriously I get so depressed with the cold and the snow. I'm just like, I'm made for the desert, man. I I can be in a hundred degree like out in the desert and just be so happy. But the minute that I shiver the slightest bit i'm just like not a human not a human anymore so well that's that's kind of a good segue like what is the so i'm interested i was trying to think of what what to talk about and i'm always just super interested um 
selfishly, I like to just take a, a I've just been polling around of different people's like spiritual experiences, how sure. they were raised, how it changed. Yeah. Um, so what was your, is, is, is the Christian culture big in South Dakota? What's the kind of the, the scene around there with that? How were you brought up? Sure. Um, it's very, yes, it's very Christian. It's very, it's, <laughs> I'll say, no, I'll, I'll say it's very religious is what yeah, I should what say. Yeah, what type of Christian? Yeah. Um, well, you, you got a little of everything. You got the, the Lutherans, the Catholics, um, but it's very, very, very conservative. Yeah. Very, okay. very conservative. Um, my family, I was raised very, very conservative also. And so I still hold on to some of those conservative values, but I'm definitely a lot more progressive than the rest of my family. What are some of the, um, so as a kid, did you buy in hook, line and sinker or there things that, so like, you know, for instance, I was raised, you know, you can't see PG 13 movies till you turn 13. You can't see, I couldn't watch captain planet because it was too new age, you know, like, uh, it was, I couldn't watch, I couldn't watch Rugrats. I couldn't watch, uh, Beavis and Butthead, Ren and Stimpy. Any of the well, I don't know why anyone was allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. That show is messed up, dude. That I show love such... it though; it's so good. But yes, yeah, that that was the one I snuck and watched at cousin Jeremy's yep. house. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was definitely, and I actually appreciate that a lot. I'm really glad that uh, my parents like were trying to guard my mind that way because even now, I. Some of the crap that I watch, I'm like, dude, why do I put this in my brain? Because I'm a sure. firm believer, garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. And those are some of the, you know, some of the values that I, I really actually respect and appreciate. Um, but I wasn't allowed to go trick or treating. Okay. And I was, yeah, my my mom didn't let me go trick or treating. So it's the devil's night, you know. And so did you? So was, <laughs> was any of this? So for me, it was, it was once I started doing so once i started like doing some of those things in secret or like becoming drawn to those things then the guilt just laid on heavy and all of that really is what like eventually contributed to me uh becoming a drug addict just because of like sure heavy heavy guilt and yeah this like kind of it probably wasn't what was preached to me but what i heard was okay there's god uh you're a sinner God hates sin, especially sexual sin. For some reason, yeah. that's the one he hates the absolute most, even though you're a teenage boy. Like, don't do yeah. any of that. Um, and it just really messed with me, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But what, like, so did you, was there any of that that you questioned? Or, like, how did the kind of our childlike faith evolve into, like, you know, once we start really thinking on our own, going into college, that sort of thing? Who that's some heavy stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess there was definitely, there were, I remember being in church and, and, and knowing that I didn't agree with some of the things that I was being told. And because one scripture that I remember that I always held on to was that you should work out your salvation among yourself and that the, the you should challenge everything to the to scripture because it's a double-edged sword and so i remember taking a lot of what i was being told and take taking it to the scripture and thinking okay i don't think that this is actually what 
this means by that. Um, and so that was one thing I, that I remember very young, I guess, maturing in spiritually. And I don't know. Yeah. So I think I already, di- I think I already digressed away from oh, what your fine. question was yeah. diverted from oh, no, what you whatever. were trying to yeah. say there, wherever it goes, but, but yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, restate your question. Yeah. Kind of for me. <laughs> no, really. So when did, so, and it, it might be different for you, but like, so yeah. I kind of, I guess I'm just curious. So as you were growing older, I guess then we'll get to like, what does your faith look like today? And like, was mm-hmm. there kind of a transition of like, okay, I need to spit out this gristle and swallow this meat and like was there any especially going into turning into going from conservative to fully tattooed you know gauges <laughs> screaming in a metal band like obviously there was probably some sort of journey there sure um i think in high school is probably kind of where it started um but when i was in college you know the 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 whole saying of being raised on your parents' faith, um, that was true. You know, I was raised on my parents' faith, but at the, I, I feel like I matured at a little bit younger age where I started questioning a lot of things at a lot younger. Um, I just remember, like, getting into, like, spiritual gifts and stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, like, at a, at a young age, and, and that was something that, as a conservative Christian, they don't talk a lot about, you know? And I'm like, well, why, like, I also went to, so on Sundays I went to, um, like a very conservative church. And then on, on week, uh, Wednesday nights, I went to like an assemblies of God church, which is totally on the opposite side. And it was actually, I, I actually appreciated a lot. And, and now I sit somewhere in the middle and I, and going to assemblies of God. Now I'm like, there may be like a little too, and I'm not, not talking bad, but they're like maybe a little more out there than I than I am. Um, but I just remember being like, well, how come this church is saying or doesn't won't ever mention you know spiritual gifts, speaking in tongues, stuff like that? And then I go to this other church, and that's all they do. Mm-hmm. So in high school, I was just like trying to find like where that all fits in for me. Yeah, you know, totally. so. Yeah, it, it was definitely a journey from, from I've been a, a believer since I was young, you know, and there's a lot of push and pull there with uh, that term, but, um, but yeah, since I was probably 14 to college, um, there was a lot of like figuring out exactly what's what that means to me, and I'm 30 now, and I'm still trying to exactly figure oh, out, yeah, yeah all that. I mean, it's it's I'm on 31 yeah. too, yeah. Still Did growing. you so? Did you kind of sidestep the most of the like drugs, alcohol, women, the the standard vices or trappings or whatever? Yeah. So one thing I definitely did not. I had a huge problem with pornography when I was yeah. when I was young, um, and I'll, I'll it was when I was in high school that was one of my biggest vices. Yeah. And that was something that I dealt with for a really long time. And kind of like what you were saying before with just like the guilt. If there was anything that I was guilty about or that I felt awful about, it was uh, pornography all the time, which I still don't agree. I mean, I don't think 
that pornography is is right you know sure. at all and i i believe that um that i was guilty for a reason um but that was definitely the biggest struggle that i had um and i was uh, thankfully i was set free from that but yeah i was so i learned at a very young age that i had a very addictive personality and you know pornography included so um how do you think you got when you say i got set free from that so how did that work for you um a lot of prayer and a lot of discipline okay so yeah um there was a lot of nights or a lot of days like just in conversation with god um you know asking him to put good role models in my life um you know yeah, like the right people to be around, the right situations uh, to be in. Um, I was filling my life with as much Bible study and community as I could because I knew that I didn't want that to be a part of my life. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, when, so, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I was just going to say, I never, so instead of instead of going out to parties or anything like that, every Saturday night I led a Bible study um, that we would have at like our friend's house or my house or whatever. And um, so I was able to steer clear of the whole partying thing until uh, like in my late twenties actually. Yeah. And which um, is, Sorry, Which, go ahead. No, I was going to say it, that's it's funny too cuz that's when I mean like your brain's not even really done developing until you're 25, so it's like if yeah. you can really like kind of control or avoid some poor choices early on, you'll be a little better prepared later on. Yeah. Um so yeah, that I'm I'm very grateful that I was able to kind of sneak around that. Um and one issue I didn't uh, one thing I didn't talk about really is um, that, uh, I had a, a girlfriend from, uh, let's see, junior year or so on, or sophomore, mm-hmm. junior, somewhere like that. Um, so a, I wanted to be, I wanted to have my mind right for her mm-hmm. with dealing with the pornography and, and being pure and everything like that. Um, and then also she was, she had a really, really bad life growing up. Um, she came from a hard home life where her mom, uh, died of a brain aneurysm and then her, um, her dad became an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And so she was, her whole life, she was around an alcoholic and it brought, it raised her with a lot of issues. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, mentally and stuff. So, um, that was another reason for me not to drink, you know, yeah. and yeah, that's it's it's so, funny. It's like when people have that ex, uh, exemplified for them. It's like you're either gonna and I work with, so I'm a um, drug counselor at a, a teenage sure. rehab right now, and so it's like oh, they right either on. people whose parents are like that, they either go exactly that way or they don't even. They get so resentful at just anything to yeah. do with alcohol. So it's yeah, uh, and it's I would say she was definitely more. She's more more on the resentful side of things. Totally. So, so it worked out in my favor, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean that's in one. You know, it's 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 like I, we say it, it worked out, but I think there's something to be said for 
you know, you did make the choice to like do a Bible study instead of go party. Like you did make the choice to like pursue um, instead, which which I find kind of interesting. <laughs> so I don't think it just magically worked out. I think right. You probably, you know, like I think you definitely yeah. did things to kind of yeah pad the deck in your favor. Um, so when did the band kind of come around? Well, um, I have been like in music since I was. Oh, I started playing piano. Well, I was forced to start playing piano when I was like six, which is really funny. I wish so I my, was. My parents, they, I'm not going to say that they disagree with my uh, career choice, but they definitely aren't all about it, you know, <laughs> but they're not super supportive about it. But the funny thing is, which is funny because they started me, they forced me to take piano lessons. So yeah. it's like, what how do you can think you be was gonna happen? Yeah, you're like you forced me to do to do music, so this yeah. is your fault. Yeah, this is all your but, fault. Yeah, so I, I started thought you'd playing. Be a pop star. <laughs> um, but I started playing piano when I was really young. After piano, I started playing drums, and then uh, I played drums for a worship band and and school, and uh, and then uh, me and my a few friends and my brother had a we started a a, a cover band naturally because nice. you're in, you're like in middle school and you want to play green day so that's what we did (laughs) that's what we did uh and then after that we're like oh let's take this more serious so in high school we uh we started playing our own our own songs and i was the drummer and the vocalist oh a little beloved style yeah dude uh i had a headset microphone like a britney spears yeah dude that's like um you ever heard of cowboy mouth no. Okay. I have not. Go check them. It's an old uh it's a late nineties band and that was the nice. drummer that was their thing. Heck yeah. I wish I honestly I wish we still did it. I I mean so much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, so I did that and then uh out of high school I, or when I went to college and I joined a different band. And we started touring, and I was like, hey, I, I really like this touring stuff. So uh, we toured a lot. Um, and then after that band broke up, and then we, I started another band, or me and a, f- a few guys started another band, and then we were actually somewhat decent. So I was like, hey, this might be like this might be the band that takes off and gets signed. And, uh, you know, so we toured pretty heavily in the midwest and and things were going pretty well and then i don't know where that all came crashing down just like uh most bands do mm-hmm. um it's crazy how how uh how fragile bands are you know it's like it, one little thing happens and then that's it it's over but so that band stopped and that was when i was 22 23 and i'd already started i had my studio by that time i had my studio at 20 so I was working on kind of launching my studio, getting that going. Um, and uh, well, I was like, well, I guess this is an opportunity for me to full, you know, go full-time doing studio work. So um, that's what I did. And then after three years of being full-time, I, I guess I, I felt that whole time me doing studio, I, I always felt like this calling or this pulling to do ministry through music and get back out and tour and such like that. So I started writing uh, a project, which 
later on became Earth Grounds, but I was um, I was writing the solo projects, which I didn't know because I live in South Dakota where there are no musicians and such. I thought that well, at least I'll just do a solo project mm-hmm. for a while, and, and you know that might itch that scratch that I have of being in a band and such and touring. Um, but then um, my wife at the time had a kind of out of nowhere had an affair and left me oh um, wow was this yeah the, was this the girlfriend from junior high yeah I mean, she was the only, when you were a only, junior yep only girl i've ever dated uh, yep yeah it was we had a perfect marriage and quote unquote whatever um and did not see it coming at all um how long had y'all been so we'd yes. been so yeah, like so 10, we 12, 13 years or so. Yeah, so we were together for quite a while. So it was twenty. I was twenty five. So we were married for five and a half years or something. And then she had an affair and left. And craziest, hardest thing I've ever dealt with um, in my life. And how did uh, you how did you cope with that? Um, I, I cried on my living room floor a lot. Hey. <laughs> um, but honestly. It was it was really it was really tricky. So going to back to kind of my family, how we, I was raised conservative and everything. I come from a perfect. Once again, I'm using the terms "quote unquote" perfect family, right. where nobody in my family smokes cigarettes, nobody drinks alcohol, nobody has tattoos, nobody's divorced, and I'm already kind of on the highway to being the screw up because I have tattoos and piercings. <laughs> And I'm not, uh, I'm not working on a farm. I'm, I'm trying to play music and I'm making music for a living. Anyway, so how dare you, man? I know, real. dude. The, the gall. <laughs> I know, bad stuff. So yeah, so I imagine there's some serious so, guilt. Yeah. So I, <clears throat> so my wife, she, she leaves me. Okay. Um, or she was still living in the same building. You know, this is the apartment complex I'm talking about. Um, so she's still living here, but she's already told me that she's leaving um, and she's going to move out. And I, so for a month, I have, I don't tell my family because I don't know how, mm. I don't know how to tell my family. I don't know how to deal with anything right now, you know? And yeah, I didn't, I wouldn't leave my house. I wouldn't go out because I didn't want people, I didn't want to talk to people. Uh, yeah, I don't, that's... I definitely did not handle it as well as I could have. I could have told people right away and I could have done things a lot differently, but I didn't know how. And hindsight 2020, you know, of course. I yeah. definitely should have done things differently than I did. Um, but so I kept it all bottled in for a month and then I finally, I told my, my parents and, and then it, you know, word was out, um, but uh, it sucked. It was really, it Did was really anyone... bad. But a lot of, a lot of prayer and a lot of just sinking into the word, a scripture. Honestly, that was that was the only thing I had because I was in my house for basically a month straight, and I was so you just never turned alone. it on God. Like, was there any, like? Did you, were you angry at God? Was it one of those? No, no, I was, no, I was never angry at God. That's awesome. Um, w- were there any, and I hope no, but were there any 
like well-meaning Christians that like, well, you know, you need to try to make this work. Divorce is not, you can't get divorced. I was that person. I was trying to make it. Yeah. I was like trying to do everything I could to make it work. I was like, you know, whatever we have to do, but she was, her mind was already made up and it, it it was really strange. She was totally a different person in this whole, the whole situation. And, you know, I, I brought that up to her. I was like, well, you know, like, what about like the covenant that we made, you know, and, and what we believe like that, that God is to the church that, you know, that, that covenant. And she's was just, she's like, I don't care. I'm like, I have, I found somebody else and he makes me happier. Or, you know, I found something in him that I've never found in you. And it was oh, just oh, the, the coldest Ouch. thing I've ever, I know. yeah. But, um, yeah, and it, you know, I never, I don't know where this came from, this whole thought, but uh, this is maybe just me being in prayer and just a lot of reading scripture and stuff like that. But I found a place of peace where I was like, you know what, that was, obviously I didn't want that to happen, but I did have five years, like the time that we had, together our marriage and everything like those were like five of the best years of my life so i was very grateful for that and that's something i guess maybe i just trying to hold on to um instead of Mm -hmm. anger or anything else but is that like it i was very grateful for that time that i got to have with her obviously for sure um but yeah and then there was you know a lot of there's you know i still have uh, issues probably because of that, of, you know, being divorced and left and such. But all of that to say, I then decided I either have to move someplace else. I didn't include this, but we had plans to move down to Tulsa, Oklahoma to pursue music, art, such like that. And once she had left... Um, then I was like, well, I have to, I still have to move or I have to do something. Yeah. Um, and I decided, I prayed about it a lot and I kind of decided that like, I'm going to try and tour. And if, you know, I feel like God's not leading me to tour, if it doesn't work out, then, then I'll move. But the touring has been working and like God has just had his hand in this band from day one. And it's been incredible to see. Uh, so that's how the band started. So I took that solo project that I had started writing. Um, I had the uh, had our first EP done, written, and everything. And then I very vaguely posted on some social media, probably Facebook, um, about oh, maybe I'll take this to the next level, this band to the next level. I don't know what I said, but um, Zach, our guitarist, reached out. Like he messaged me like within a few minutes and he's like, Hey dude, let me play for your band. And I was like, well, I would, but you're going to college. And he's like, dude, I'm quitting college so I can pursue music. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, that's how earth grown started. And, uh, so it's been, yeah, I, and I was going to say, so it's, I'm sure we, I mean, I'll take a shot in the dark and say we grew up with like the same, um, you know, under oath, Zayo, the, the oh, yeah, standard baby. Christian metal fair. So yeah. it's it's super 
interesting and refreshing because what like destroyed my image of that whole thing, which I guess my that that is what it is. But how like so many, you know, starting with like Pedro the Lion, like so many of these of my like Christian people that I looked up to either came out mm-hmm. and they're like, we were never Christian or we don't believe this anymore or the industry is horrible and there's been that whole like drop off of that. And so it's, yeah, it's rare and cool and interesting that like, you know, bands like yours and like silent planet, there's almost like this new wave of unabashedly unashamed. Like, yeah, no, I, I actually believe this. And yeah, so that's cool. What? And so when you say I wanted to have a ministry with my band, what does that even mean to you? Like what? in specifics sure uh for me it's you know i guess the core would be uh, my phone power getting low um i would say you know obviously first of all you know that just having um lyrics that point people toward god or make people think about their faith or what they believe or anything that you know at the end of the day i want people to i want God to be glorified. So pointing people toward God or even just worshiping through our music. Um, so that, that's number one. But then number two is definitely like living it out also. Like just, mm. you know, for me, the, the ministry is, is kind of a, is number one and the music is kind of secondary. Uh, and music is just the vessel for me. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful for music cause music is amazing. Um, you know, music will, will do things to your soul that nothing else can, you know, right. it can heal, it can heal your soul more than, you know, anything in my opinion. Um, but so, yeah, so then it's, uh, you know, loving people, just meeting people, being available for our listeners, basically just using music as an outlet to, I guess, connect to our listeners and hopefully therefore being some kind of positive influence on their life or even just being a friend. Um, you know, I'm just, I don't know, role model. Sure. Whatever, like whatever it can be, however God can use it, I guess, um, for his glory. No, absolutely. I really, yeah, it's, and what, what is it that is so, attractive about screamy metal music to Christians. I've always been trying to put my finger on it. It's, <laughs> to me, it's like, it's, it's like, it almost like your name, like earth groans. There's just something about sometimes that seems the only expression. I don't know. I don't, it, yeah. it's, you know you what I mean? Just groan. Like, yeah, it's, it's a literal, yeah. just like, it's a literal groan. So, I mean, it's like, I think it, like one thing is you can't always, it's hard to put words to things that you feel or your thoughts um so <laughs> you groan it <laughs> I don't know. yeah literally um yeah and then also it's like there's no better way to get out like to express your passion than screaming as hard as you can it's true. you know high energy dancing jumping whatever yeah so uh it's funny um somebody was talking to me at a show and that we were talking about, you know, like how society views metal. And this person came up to and uh, interjected into the conversation and said, you know, screaming is it's almost like it's a, like a primitive form uh, or it's very, very like primitive. And that's why why men like it so much. And I was like, yeah, that kind of like 
makes sense. It's like caveman beast mode, right. whatever, yeah. you know? Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like, because when I first heard it, like I was, Zaya was the first band, first metal band that I ever heard. Yep. And at first I was like, dude, I don't know. This is, it like, it did catch my attention. I was like, this is, yeah, this is cool. It's yeah. like really different and strange, but yeah, and then I all the before I knew it, I was obsessed with it, and that's all I yeah. listened to. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how, how it. I've I've always like, thought. W- what too, about it? I wish someone would do this. There needs to be a band that exclusively screams the Psalms, like as Dude. as their lyrical content, because so many of them yeah. are so like they're built for it. Of just like. My side project is going to be called Psalms, and that's do all. It. That's all it's going to be is just scream Psalms. Just, just, just give me five. That's a really Psalms. dude. That's a Isn't really that a good, good idea. idea. That's I'm a great you. idea. We if you're listening to this, do not steal this idea because yeah. I'm going to do it first. Copyright Jeremy Schaefer, 2019. There, it's official. Um, <laughs> well, Jeremy, thanks so much for coming on, man. Um, tell everyone where they can find anything and everything Earth Groans, or if there's any news coming up or anything like that. Yeah, so I guess uh, what Earthgrown's working on right now is uh, we're going to be touring soon. It's it's uh, festival season coming up, so we're going to be doing all the festivals. We'll be on a on a tour with uh, some of our best friends and a band called Convictions, who are amazing dudes, amazing musicians. Um, but uh, so we'll be touring with them for about two and a half weeks. We'll be doing Life Fest, Creation Fest, Audio Feed, and then a bunch of dates in between there. Um, that's all we have planned for touring right now. We are working on a new record to release, uh, at the end of this year, hopefully. Um, so be on the lookout for that. It'll probably be a late year release, uh, fall or winter. And then if you want to go to earthgrowns.com, uh, you can get, uh, some merch there. We also will have all of our tour dates listed and music videos, stuff like that. So, Ooh. And then, of course, all the social media platforms, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, their, ins- their Instagram is, is, is a gold mine, so please go yeah, follow that. Go check yeah. it out. We, we, just, we were just on tour, so we were uh, releasing videos, vlogs every day of just the stupidity that happens on tour. So yeah, go watch those. Stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, man. I, love, uh, I loved this. This is great. I hope we can do it again sometime. Hopefully yeah, I can see dude. you. Again, sometime I don't don't know when we'll be down to New Orleans or Louisiana area again, but. The earth did indeed groan. Um, uh, na 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 na. Let me say, hey, say, uh, make so, it say, uh. <laughs> um, day two. Yeah, thanks. What do you? Jeez. So, what do you do? Day. What do you do? Day so two. So, my plan day two. Well, so I haven't. 
and he's I guess he's not exactly a new new fresh. I've never done this before, so if they're fresh, okay. then we'll, we'll just read start reading. Um, yeah. But usually I just find I work one, two, and three with them, and then so um, I'll qualify them. We'll in a rip. In a rip, we'll do one, two, three, okay. and then you're writing your fourth step before our next meeting. Yeah. Okay. Because this is okay. he's a uh, especially with. If you've been to 16 some odd rehabs, like you've done this before, like then, you know, there's no, you know, we're going to qualify you. That's what you. this guy's story is? Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. So we're going to qualify like you, do the third step prayer, and then I'm going to explain the inventory. Either we'll wait yeah. to explain the inventory next time in depth or, um, you know, you're going to start getting some writing. I, um, I do that if I have a sponsee that has like worked the steps and gone back out. Um, we'll do like one, two, three in a sitting or very, very quickly. And then like, let's write, yeah, let's write an inventory. Yeah. So. Um, but, but new guys, even if they have been through the program before, I find have either forgotten or totally fucked up in their head. What's in that book before the third step. So I find it necessary to go through that writing that the, the at least excerpts like yeah maybe and along I might, the way i might should do that because he was kind of telling me like i've read it a million times but never really like you yeah know, processed yeah it. so where do right. you start reading doctor's opinion okay just pay well do- yeah so like i will pull out and read through and talk about what's important in the doctor's opinion and then bills i mean really from the roman numeral pages right yeah um and then i'm <sighs> Depending on like really how much time both of us has, we might just fucking read every word in that book. Huh. Um, or and I mean, when do you start af- working the steps? As they come up? No, no, no. as they come up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but at the very least, I'll pull out excerpts from the doctor's opinion. It's important to understand the disease concept as we outline in Alcoholics Anonymous. Right, mental obsession, physical allergy, and spiritual malady. Um, we have to know what the problem is to identify a solution. So, like, if we don't understand that our that we're powerless, truly powerless, and what that means, then like finding a power doesn't mean anything. Like, okay, like that sounds kind of cool, but what if? Yeah. No, if true. we don't really see that we are powerless. Yeah. So. Um, so that's where I start anyway, that's where I start and we'll read and work them. And honestly, like the longer I go, people are, the people are a little bit different and I kind of sponsor each, I kind of just go with my intuitive thought and sponsor people a a little bit differently based on who they are and like what their story is and all that stuff. Yeah. That's a very good point. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll continue that. So I went, um, in more important news than saving lives, uh-huh. uh, right. your boy made front page imager again. <laughs> hey, and so, um, so my buddy Ethan uh, sent me this video of his German Shepherd walking backwards through a door. It's really adorable. He's too afraid to walk <laughs> forward, so he'll back into it. Um, and so I posted it on Reddit, and so this is how this happens, but I got hit up by, like, four companies wanting to buy it. Really? Yeah. 
How much do they want to pay for it? Uh, one of them offered five hundred dollars and seventy five percent of revenues past that. Really? Yeah. But it's Ethan's video. Can you split it with him? No, I'm not you gonna. Do. Do. I, I, I jokingly was like, "Yo, let me get a cut," but like, nah. I mean, you know, all oh, I did it's was... Ethan's video. Yeah, that's yeah. dope though. Yeah, Ethan's I know. He's gonna get mad paid on that video, huh? He could, cause it's like you know, so like how like Charlie bit my finger and some of the more famous ones. It's like what happens is like a company will pay you up front and negotiate a percentage of the revenue, and then they'll post it on monetization sites like YouTube. So. Um, right. I think Charlie bit my finger over time, made, you know, a couple hundred grand and is still uh, producing royalty checks for him, which huh. is crazy. Yeah, that's uh, you know where the real that real money that real months is at where? is these child YouTube stars in the unboxing videos. What? Yeah, what? Dog, <sighs> them kids is making millions of dollars a year. Multi millions of dollars. Some of them, yeah. Who's the most? They famous? also have toy sponsorships and stuff. Yeah, I forget. It's some. Um, I forget. Your kids. My watch kids them? weren't really into them. My oh, kids like these other. No, my kids like these other kids. Gosh, what were they called? I forget what they're called. Are you gonna? We like... put a we put an axe on YouTube though, because you? my kids kept watching Freddy. Uh, you know that video, that horror game, Freddy something or other? Uh, I don't. Like, Friday the 13th? No, I it's, mean, um... Jesus. Uh, it's like a bunny. It's like a bunny, like an animatronic bunny. And um, it's like, I gotta look that up, but it's some kind of evil shit. Yeah, some evil shit. And so, like, they kept, they loved it, and I was like, okay, cool, whatevs. That's what you guys are into, but then my, my four-year almost five-year-old started started getting nightmares and stuff uh, so we've had to axe axe it how did they handle but, that i mean they're fine they just wanted to come sleep in my bed it's obnoxious no i'm <laughs> no i meant uh that's hilarious that that's, that's the line when it's like when it's affecting my life dude <laughs> that's right it's, I mean, it's you can true, have though. your own experience i mean like you can have your own do whatever you want really i mean within reason you can have your own consequences, but like when you start messing with my sleep, nah, dog. That's so funny because that's it's when I was a kid. Um, I was watching of all. I was such a weird kid. So of all things, uh, Full House had an episode where like their grandpa died, and for some reason, and I was young, and for some reason I was like, and I never met my great grandpa, and I just would not what? stop crying, and my parents were like. If you can't stop crying, there is no more Full House. And I was like, never mind. I'm okay now. Oh, my God. Full House is what did it, huh? Isn't that weird? <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> I'm like, jeez, no wonder. That's awesome. No yeah, wonder. I'm... That's too funny. Oh, God. No, we, um, in recent events, we, uh, we got new phones. And so I gave my kids my old phone. Both of ours, my, mine and my wife's. And it's just Wi-Fi enabled. What are their ages? We set uh, seven and almost five. So we Damn. set um, we set controls so that after an hour, all the good shit turns off, and they're only able to like play educational video games and stuff. That's even, okay. s- dude. Even still, my kids like there's no more. I put them in a drawer, and I was like, you might be able to get them back in a week. They've completely lost their goddamn minds. Seriously. 
even Dude, since I've five seen year them? old yes even well just about these phones dude whoa like my five-year-old would lose it whenever the hour was up and he and youtube cut off or or whatever he was watching netflix or whatever cut off and um and i was like okay whatever you just have to learn to deal with this but then the other the last night um i was doing cleaning up they were supposed to be in bed and i walk into the living room and this little fucker had taken his phone off of the um, uh, somewhere, wherever it was, and was trying to sneak it back into his bed at oh, four years old. No. Dude, bro. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, dude. So I was like, yeah, y'all can't have these. If you're going to, they've never done anything, like snuck, like tried to sneak anything like that. I was like, nah, duh. like it's over with. Yeah, yeah, that's too much, man. Uh, I guess it is. I mean, I guess the allure of that is just too. It's too much. It's so easy. It's so like accessible, you know. That's yeah. That's frightening. So I mean, are they okay now that you like? Have they gone through withdrawals and or, or do they still bug you about it? They were pretty. Well, that was last night. They're pretty upset. Oh. Oh, they were, shit. They were my seven year old was like, okay, like he yeah. gets it. He gets it. Um, but my four year old like lost his shit. He's like, what are um, you, you're cutting me off, dad. Please don't do this. Dad. Is that, is that what he said? Yeah, totally. Like over and over. Oh, um, but I was like, listen, that's as good as lying. And you're sneaking stuff. And anyway, yeah. So there, they are no phones for a while. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Um, pro- yeah. That's. Jeez. Yeah, and I know it's like gnarly, dude. So gnarly. And I'm sure it's so hard to not. I'm sure that's so tempting to just like here you go. You know. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, especially like when I want to watch TV that is not age appropriate, I'm like, take these phones and go somewhere. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's like, I can't do that if they're going to be like that, you know, man. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, but luck, luckily, I mean, I guess, yeah, luckily they're not quite the experimental generation where like your parents just like didn't even know there's like here you go no problems well surely nothing bad will happen with this so it's i guess you know some research and methods should be coming out at some point but like i guess we yeah. still really don't know what the hell to do with that well the thing with parenting is like every kid's different too you know so like i have to play trial and error with everything that i do with my kids yeah and i'm sure they're gonna be real fucked up just like i was but oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah that's a good but you know, we just do the best we can, and and again, every kid reacts to stuff in a different way. Right. So, right. Well, yeah. um, for a shameless plug once again, don't forget we have our new merch store, StoreFrontier.com/slash/churchandotherdrugs. Um, some really really sick gear on there. Um, it's lit. It is. It's lit, fam. Hashtag fellow kids. Uh, it, it really is cool. I like them. I ordered one of all of them for myself, if nothing <laughs> That's else. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. I, they're, I really like them. Um, but yeah, send us an email, church and other drugs at patreon.com. I mean, at gmail.com. If you want all the good bonus content 
Patreon.com backslash church and drugs. And uh, you know, we'll see you next week. Catch you on the flip flop.